Welcome back to Building Tinker, episode 12, Building Gisa and Geralt. This week, we're going to discuss building this deck and kind of continuing on our graveyard theme and get some zombies in there as well. But of course, before all that, how's your week been, Russ? It's been a really good week. Um, moving towards the kids being done with school and uh, getting out to local game stores to play some more games and enjoying the summer and um, playing this deck. So, And I hear Vinny in the background enjoying the... Uh, the bright sunlight outside and watching all the people um, walk around and bark at them. Yeah. My dogs, my dogs do the same thing. Summertime is just, we try to take them out late at night. And a lot of times I open the door and there's, there's like a person with a dog just in my front yard. And it's like, cause it's so hot here in South Carolina that you wait until it's, you know, 1030 at night to take the dog for a walk. Otherwise you might, you know, pass out if you're not careful when it's 95 degrees and hundred percent humidity at six in the afternoon. Yeah, South Carolina summer is a painful, painful thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but at least that's why we have magic and, you know, indoor magic, which is pretty much what we try to do um, when we get a chance on some nights. But absolutely. Yeah. For this week, we're going to talk Giss and Garoff. So this is a commander I built. We started on the graveyard theme because for two reasons. One, you had asked for graveyard. You haven't done a lot of decks with graveyard. You have a few that kind of rely on cards in the graveyard, but nothing that's heavy recursion from the graveyard. And also, we haven't done a deck with blue in it yet. That's right. So we kind of scoured high and low, and this is what we came up with. And kudos to our friend Pete who had this card because neither of us did, probably because neither of us build these type of decks. But Pete loves his graveyards, loves his zombies, so he lent it to us so we could actually get this on the table. So to start with, what does uh, Gis and Garof do, Russ? So Gis and Garof are two blue-black for legendary human wizards. Um, when they enter the battlefield, you're going to mill the top four cards of your library into your graveyard. Then during each turn, you may cast a zombie creature card from your graveyard, and they're a 4-4. Four, four. Right. So the general theme here is pretty straightforward on the card itself. You need to get cards into the graveyard, and the commander does that, which is good. And then you can cast a zombie creature card from the graveyard. So the idea here with building the deck is lots of zombies and get them in the graveyard. And the way we do that is probably where the nuance of the deck can come is how many zombies do we need for this to work? How many do you need in the graveyard for it to work? You know, you can only cast one a turn. So do you need you know, 20 zombies in the graveyard or is just one enough? Do you want all the zombies? Do you want the zombies that have superpower? I'm kind of, where do, where do we take this? And, and what we'll start with today as we do is how I built the deck. I guess we'll start with some stats on this. All right. So the first stat that everybody always asks about is what's the mana curve? So the curve on this deck is sitting at 3.31, which is really solid, which is, you know, it's fairly quick. We definitely want that, you know, sub four mana curve, even for, our our uh, less competitive games in breaking it down we tend to kind of follow the the standard pattern of creature cards ramp cards card draw removal um so nick what were you looking at when you started building this what number of creatures did you put in so i started with 24 and that might be a little too small for zombie tribal but we're not going for necessarily zombie tribal so much as we are just get them in the graveyard. And this is something I think we'll have to get on the table and see is 24 enough or not. And is this actually a tribal deck or a graveyard deck kind of where it sits. But I went with 24. Nothing really notable in the zombies, mostly because I don't own a lot. I kind of just pick through what I had. I try not to do anything too powerful and kind of too broken. So really just what zombies do I think 
did stuff and ideally find zombies that maybe made other zombies with a mass and a few of these other um, zombie token generators that we'll talk about here in a bit. But the the other thing I looked at was ramp. So um, obviously your basic artifacts, your blue, black, demure artifacts, but then also black market, which goes really well with the deck that's going to be putting things into the graveyard because the black market is anytime a creature goes into a graveyard, so anybody's graveyard, but includes yours, you put a counter on it. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, or sorry, at the beginning of your first non-combat main phase, you get Great. that much black mana. So once you hit two, three, or four, you're just getting four mana a turn. And the more creatures that die, the bigger it gets. And it's kind of some free black mana you can use to cast a zombie from the graveyard with Giss and Garrof on the field. Right. So, and then card draw-wise, so... Were you looking at, when you're building this, card draw in the sense of getting cards into your hand? Or were you looking at draw also including cards that can mill you mill, mill cards into the graveyard? I was looking at both. I think, the as we talked about last episode, the graveyard hate is something that can happen. And you have to be careful to just say, I'm just going to dump things in the graveyard. And then, you know, turn seven gets bajuka bogged. And you suddenly don't have a graveyard. And you spent all your time doing that. But what I wanted was something that kind of synergized with it. So there's a lot of basic card draw in here, but there's also, and being in blue, it's easy for that. But there's also Secrets of the Dead, which is two and a blue for an enchantment. So whenever you cast a spell from your graveyard, you draw a card. So you can kind of see the synergy there. You're going to cast the zombie from your graveyard, you're going to draw a card. So it's kind of a two for one. Not only do you get to use the, the graveyard as a hand, a kind of extension of your hand, but you also get to draw a card. And then another one that kind of synergized with this that I mentioned last week was Village Rites, which is one black for an instant. As an additional cost to cast a spell, you sack a creature and you draw two cards. So if you kind of see the play pattern, right? One black, sack a creature, draw two cards, cast a zombie back from the graveyard that you just sacked. You're kind of even with two cards up and you your board state is pretty much the same minus the mana you spent to cast the zombie and uh, village rights. And with a mana curve of, you know, 3.3, you can probably get some zombies in there for one or two mana. That you know, three mana, draw two cards, get a creature often on the field, get a, you know, get some death trigger, some other card draw. There's some synergies here you're trying to go for with the graveyard mechanic that we're trying to chase down. So then when you went to look at removal, how did you, how did you feel there? Did you go with board wipes or did you look primarily to targeted removal with this? There was a couple of board wipes, damnation probably being the biggest one, but for the most part, it's targeted removal. And it's actually more counter spells. And the reason I did that is one year in blue, and we don't play a lot of counter spells, just you and I in general. So I figured it'd be a good chance to try some. Maybe I went a little bit overboard with them. <laughs> but the nice thing is, if you pick the right counter spell, because there's a lot of them in blue, you get things like counter spell surveil, counter spell amass, counter spell draw a card, counter spell. Uh, discard a card. You know, there, there's a lot of things that you can kind of do that the counter spell isn't just by itself. The hard part there is going to be keeping up mana and is it worth it? So that may be kind of an initial cutting spot. I may have gone a bit too heavy on that after playing the deck a bit, but at least it gives us somewhere to go if you find some better zombies or some better synergies to get in there. Right. And then that's always a point that we do try to make is that you are building these decks out of your collection, which is part of the reason why we don't go super deep into you know naming off 20 30 cards obviously we we attach the deck lists and whatnot but you know sometimes people are like well why didn't you put this in or why didn't you put that in but that's that's one of the key factors right when we're starting out is we are building out of our current collections so in building out of your current collection you obviously we're, we're talking about graveyard as a strategy so what part of that did you lean the most heavily into strategy wise 
So my general strategy was let's get zombies into the graveyard. And as we covered last week, there's a number of ways to do that. First, get them onto the field and use them to attack, use them to block. Right? Don't don't be when you have this graveyard synergy, don't be afraid to use the cards and don't be afraid to use your creatures. The other way is using the cards themselves. I mentioned some of the uh, counter spells that do this, but there's also surveil, which lets you look at the top card put in the graveyard. So, you know, you may not draw it, but you could dump it in the graveyard, especially if you, if you just want it there. And in a deck like this, you probably almost always want it in the graveyard, unless maybe it's like a land you want to draw next turn, something like that. But there's also, you know, some fun cards in blue, like Factor Fiction, right? It's a pretty popular blue card, and it is a instant for three and a blue reveal the top five cards of your library an opponent puts them into two piles one goes into your hand one goes in the graveyard that's card draw and fills your graveyard at the same time for four mana it's kind of exactly what you're looking for and in black ransack the lab does something similar for a little bit less there at one in a black you look you look at the top three cards one in your hand the rest into the graveyard knowing that you have your commander on board you can effectively get the cards you want either in your hand or in the graveyard put the one instant into your hand the two zombies in your graveyard and then cast one so really get them into the graveyard as much as you can. And then when you bring them out, don't be afraid to block with them. Don't be afraid to attack with them. You, you need to be kind of aggressive with this deck because there is, we're not trying to mill ourselves. So you need to be able to get out there and do some damage. Right. So essentially, you know, uh, graveyard by combat, you know, I've played the deck a couple of times now and you've played it a couple of times. So definitely, I guess in my last game, I chose, I was not swinging out with the zombies as much. So that definitely... Um, is something I'll be looking to do in the next game is making sure that I'm not wasting zombies sitting there instead of, you know, sending them out to die and come back. So surveil, we've, you know, you've kind of, you've kind of dealt with. So one of the kind of fun things with zombies is a lot of the cards also have a keyword. The keyword is a mass. So that creates a, a, a zombie token, right? So what's, what's, did, were there a lot of cards that were using a mass in the deck? Was it something that you wanted to go with to create a big zombie? Or Yeah, I really like the mass mechanic for a deck like this because what it, what it does is it puts a zombie army token on the field and then gives it counters. And then if you cast another mass card, you add that many counters. So a mass two will add two counters. And if it doesn't exist, it creates it and then adds two counters. So if you have one, it just keeps getting bigger. If somebody kills it, which again, it's a you know, it's a zombie, it's going to die. It disappears, but it just comes back again when you cast it. And if you can get this on a couple of creatures like we have in here, there's one flyer that, that amasses and then your your zombie tokens have flying. There's a couple of those that do that in here. There's a couple of instants and sorceries that when you cast it, the incidentally you amass. Commence the end game is a, is a really fun card that I stuck in here that what it is, is it's, it's expensive for blue, blue. So six mana, it's an instant. It can't be countered though. You draw two cards in a mass X where X is the number of cards in your hand. So given that it's an instant, if for some reason you can't do much, you just kind of wait till the turn before your end step. You cast this, you get two cards, get a 6-6 six, six zombie on the board, and you kind of just have some synergy there, right? And right. then if you can get another card out of the graveyard that has a mass, maybe that becomes an 8-8. Eight, eight, and because the token was there on your turn, it just gets bigger. And that makes it a bit more exciting. That was probably the, the most fun way. We didn't do a whole lot with tokens in this deck. I know you can do zombie tokens and kind of go just wide with the deck that may be a, a way to kind of look in the future but right now really a mass is the only thing in there and a few incidental ones that we have here and there that might create a token all right so did you put in any cards that would be considered classic finishers in this deck 
Maybe not a classic, but one card that I've loved, and I, I really like this card because my son, when, we, when he first was playing Magic and we were playing this with Dominaria, uh, he was at the table with me and we were playing a draft night, I think, and he had this in his deck and he played it for its kicker cost. And that's Josu Vest Lich Knight, right? So it's two black black for a legendary knight, but it has kicker five and a black. So it's a four or five with menace. And when it enters the battlefield, if you kicked it, you get eight, two, two zombie creature tokens with menace. So that's what, 10 mana, but being in the graveyard, that's a finisher for you, right? You can get it out early for the normal four mana, four or five menace. Zombie is going to do some work for you. And then eventually it dies for whatever reason. And it goes in the graveyard, and then late game, you just cast it for the kicker cost, and you get eight two two zombies with it. And now you have a, ironically, a zombie army. That's not a zombie army. Uh, right. That's a different card. But that's pretty much the only kind of finisher in here, so to speak, mostly because it's really just going to depend on how the, how the zombies get in your graveyard and kind of when you can get them out. But if it comes out right and that card can get out early and then get in the graveyard, that's probably the closest thing you're going to have to a finisher, short of just recurring zombies over and over. Right. You know, as you were saying there, one of the possible, I guess, a way to upgrade this deck to move forward with it is is to consider enhancing the thing that you just talked about, the enter the battlefield effects. So right. that's definitely something that is, is a consideration when building a deck like this when you're recurring. Are you getting enter the battlefield effects? Are you, you know, that, I guess that's that's a really good thing with, with the graveyard, right? You're getting that flicker effect. You've utilized it. You've gone out. You've got your... Your ETB benefit, you've gone out, you've sent your creature to die, it's in your graveyard, you bring it back, you get that benefit, you send it out to die. So um, so that's definitely kind of something to do. And you were saying that, that you we, you chose not to go with tokens because obviously our goal was to work with graveyard, not necessarily just tokens. Right. And that, I think, could be an option if you can get creature, I'll say zombie creature cards that produce tokens then you can try that mechanic. And I know there are a lot of zombies that make other zombies. I think the fact that this is recurring only a single zombie creature card a turn, it's going to be hard to consistently get a large number of tokens on the field. At least it's my initial thought. There might be a lot more zombies out there that I haven't seen yet. But I think the stronger ETBs and kind of shoring up, where does it feel weak, right? Is it is it not enough protection not enough removal is it not enough just zombies in general kind of where do we need to to, to up it and it might just be as simple as just tossing you know take out a couple cards here and there and add seven more zombies and then it just does its thing it might be better to say find these strong etp zombies the one that make opponents sacrifice the one that can destroy something when it enters those type of things at that point you know you end up being a bit of a control game which again is not my style typically but i do think that's one of the one of the strategies to get this deck to kind of win right and there are lots and lots of zombies out there it's been a lots of zombies. it's been a reoccurring tribe for a long time in magic and people just love zombies so and you know you can always when you attack you can go brains i wouldn't recommend that every time but it's kind of fun every now and then yeah, I, I will say that it's interesting because after we built the deck and after we played it a few times, we, we I think we started talking like, is Gisa and Garof actually a good commander or not? You know, it, it can only recur zombies. It does help you mill. It doesn't have a zombie anthem or anything like that. So it's not quite a zombie lord. You know, kind of where does it fit? And I think that's going to be an interesting thing to talk about in a couple of weeks when, when you've played the deck because I want to kind of get your thoughts on is this a good zombie commander is it a good graveyard commander or is it just a good zombie graveyard commander which 
is like it's as we talked about a few weeks ago if it does too many things it can't do anything right and kind of where does this fit so i'm very excited to kind of see where you take it and and get some of the the play group's opinion on it especially because as we mentioned earlier pete does have a lot of experience with zombies and graveyard and i think after the first play he was like here's 25 cards you got to get out of your deck. <laughs> and right i was like i own two of right. those um and he's like, well, I'll lend them to you. It's like, oh, let's let's get some of this under the wrap. But, you know, he has the experience and knows which cards are good and how you can kind of synergize and combo on some of these things, which you and I just don't have that, which, again, is kind of the point of this podcast is to, to stretch ourselves a bit on some of the areas we're not. Right. And to encourage other people to experiment, you know, right. get in there, build a deck, see what happens, tweak it, twist it and tinker it away. Well, and we do have experience with tribal. So if Absolutely. this just becomes a zombie tribal deck with in, with incidental graveyard recursion, may not be the worst thing in the world, right? If you only get three zombies out of your graveyard, the game, but you have a wide zombie army, you know, right. cool. That could be a, 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 a win con there. But yeah, that'll all be kind of coming up here in two weeks. Next week, we want to talk about uh, non-mana resources. So we, we touched on the graveyard last week. We want to kind of continue on some of that theme you know, looking at your hand, looking at your life total, you know, what else is out there that you can rely on that isn't just, I need lots of mana to cast lots of spells, right? How else can you take advantage of the other things you have? In this case, the graveyard is something we're looking at. What else is out there? So until then, Russ, how can everybody contact you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Virus, V-Y-R-U-S-S 25. And I am at Nag83, N-A-G-8-3. And you can find Russ and I on Twitter at MTG Building build tinker or an email us at mtg build and tinker at gmail.com thanks everyone and see you guys next time